Hello and welcome to the weekly roundup on the Box to Box podcast, the show where we look at the biggest news of the week, some of the biggest fixtures and tell you our predictions. This show is for the week commencing the 8th of March 2021 and we're going to be joined by two guests this week in Ben and Reese. How are we lads? Oh, you're both you both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good man. Yourself? Yeah, mate. I'm all good. I'm all good. Reese, how are you, mate? I'm, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Coming off a big pack pull on FIFA, I've heard. Yeah. You know, prime moment. Bastion Swinesteiger. 2.5 mil. So we'll click off from FIFA, jump into football with news of the week. This week's news is about Sergio Aguero and his time at Manchester City. The headline read, Is Aguero finished at Man City? Obviously, he's out of con- contract. He's out of contract in the summer. He's currently 32. He's coming back off a bad knee injury. He is fit, but still not fully... I don't think he's mentally prepared. He came back for a game, and then he got in touch with someone who had COVID, so he was out for another two weeks, and then he caught COVID... So he hasn't been back in the Manchester City lineup for quite a while now. So Pep's built this new team without him in. He doesn't fit the current style they're playing, but they are still playing some unreal football. So, lads, how do we think that Aguero, Aguero is going to go this season? Do you think he's going to stay? Do you think he's going to leave? Um, I, I think he'll stay, to be honest. I, I can't see him uh, making a a move outside of Manchester. Um, I think City would would certainly feel the loss of him if he went, you know, so close to losing company and David Silva. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't see him uh, moving. What do you say, Rhys? Uh, I think it'd be, it would be silly for him to leave. I think he's had such a good time at um, City. But then again, he, he's had a few, few, last few seasons for him, he's been in and out of the squad obviously with injury and, like you say, this year. But I think if he is going to leave, he's going to go to to another like title contender team. Do you think? Obviously not in Prem. Yeah, <laughs> Barcelona. People, someone of that echelon of club. He is 32, though, and obviously he's riddling with injuries. Yeah, but he's still Aguero, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. I think it's a more injury-prone Aguero. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I personally think that they're not going to renew his contract. I think he's going to move on. I, I think it's just the injuries that are, are causing an issue. I can't see many big clubs going out for him because of the injuries. Andy's going to have high wages. He's going to at the high rate. Obviously, he's going to be he'd be going on a free because I don't think they'll sign his contract. But the higher wages, I, I can see like. I don't know. I w- I'd already said he would have gone back to Atletico for a few seasons, but obviously they've just signed Suarez in a kind of similar scenario. So y- I can see him going to somewhere like that, having the last few seasons and moving back to Argentina. But we can't forget that he is the fourth highest goal scorer in the league history. He scored one of the most iconic goals in the competition, you know, the final, the Aguero. And he's got the best minute-to-goal ratio in the whole of the Premier League history with 108.3 minutes. So, he's been an incredible, incredible player, but has he been oh, the yeah. best overseas player the Premier League has ever seen? No. no. Well, you, no. Who would you say? I think I know Ben. Terry Henry, yeah. Who would you uh, say? Uh, yeah. Would you say Henry? Uh, well, 
I don't know actually. Drogba's got Drogba's got to be up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Eto Samuel Eto. Fernando he's, Torres at Liverpool. Yeah, I, there's been some good ones. There's been some very good yeah. ones, but I, I think that yeah, yeah, I think the top yeah, two. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano, I mean, he's, he's all right. Isn't he? <laughs> I think the. <laughs> I think the top two I would say are probably Henri and Aguero. It's very close between them. The way I look at it is, I think Henri was the best player in the world when he was at Arsenal for a few seasons. Aguero has been phenomenal. He's been definitely top ten some seasons, but I think he's never been the best player in the world. No. no. Phenomenal striker. Tons and tons of ability. Uh, and he's he's been oh so valuable for Man City. Oh, definitely. But uh, I, I definitely think Father Time's catching up with him. Mm-hmm. If if they were to lose um, Sergio Aguero, who do you think would... Because I don't think Gabriel Jesus is, is the next... Definitely not. 40. I don't rate him um, massively. No. Who, who do you think they're going to... They were be looking to sign. I it's going to be the quality of um, a, an Erling, Brout, Harland, Latore, Martinez. They've been in links with Lukaku. I could see Lukaku being an absolute shithousery and just going to a Manchester yeah. rival and absolutely tearing us up. But I reckon someone of the quality of that, you know, a Martinez, a Lukaku, even a Harland. You know, his his dad used to play well, team. Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, his, his dad played for, for City. Um, a lot of the headlines have been saying that uh, Man City are the favourites yeah. for Haaland's signature. So um, it'll be interesting to uh, see if he does go. As good as they have been playing, and they've been playing like a Gundogan or a, a De Bruyne or a Foden, like a makeshift striker position, I do yeah. think if they're going to carry on, it's a great system they've got, but I think they do need another goal scorer again. And I think, Absolutely. I think Haaland is... Is a great, great replacement for Aguero. I'd hate to see him go there. I'd rather see him go United, but United don't have that pulling power at all. So yeah, I'd, I'd see. I'd, if I would say now, I'd say Haaland. Who would you say, Reese? Um, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't. I don't know because Gabriel Jesus is a good striker. He's just like, not Man City quality number nine. What with Man City nowadays is a different team to where it was, you know, years ago. Very true. Like they had Carlos Tevez, who was at one point one of the best strikers in the world. Mm. So maybe, and with Pep there as well, who is, I mean, I don't rate Pep as a manager, but I think as a coach, he's one of the best in the world. So I think. If he's working with, alongside Gabriel Jesus, I think Jesus can fill the role. Because he scores goals for fun. He's definitely capable but, of filling the role. I just don't think he's the quality of a... He's, and he's not suited to Aguero. Uh, he's not suited to Pep's style. No, he's not. I just want to go um, back... Oh, yeah. yeah. I just want to go back to the Aguero stand with him regarding leaving. I think... I just I think he deserves a bit more. I feel like he'd be going out just and people, obviously no one's gonna forget how good he is. But you know when players leave and they've been out for so long, you kind of just you just move on. I, don't, I feel like he's not gonna get the the farewells that he deserves, being probably Manchester City's best ever player. 
No, I think he certainly um, deserves a testimonial. Definitely. I just hope he, I just I just hope he gets because he's not playing because he probably won't be playing in his last game for City. I just hope that they give him some kind of farewell and actually not like an Ozil, just no oh, cheers, mate. See ya. I hope they give him like a proper yeah. testimonial. Dude, what if? What if Sergio Aguero was a Barcelona and it meant the Barcelona Messi? I was a little treated. I don't. Oh, actually, I was going to say I don't think that would happen, but after the the um, well, if the you... arguments of the January, not January, the uh, transfer window, yeah. I think it, it's possible that Messi, a Messi move could be on the cards. I think if he's going to go anywhere, if Messi's going to go anywhere, he will go. Barcelona. He has been saying though that uh, Man City, sorry. It's the only ones that can afford him. Yeah, and I feel like he'd get <sighs> well, it's, it's, he'd get a few wages off the books. It's going to be Man City well, or PSG. Yeah. yeah, I feel like because obviously Guerrero's on higher wages, but nowhere near what he's what Messi's on at Barca. So, for the flip side, I think Barca are in more of a financial struggle than Man City are, so it would be good for them. Half in the wages, probably. And I think the problem with Barca is I don't think they've got very... They haven't got many youngs. They've got... They have, but... I feel like the team's not strong at all. It's the same with Real Madrid. Both of the teams are not strong. They've not recovered well. And if Messi's gone, I reckon that team's going to struggle massively. I don't think Aguero, a 32-year-old Aguero, is the, res- is the solution for it. But I could definitely see it happening. But look at Atletico with uh, Suarez. Suarez went into Africa again. Probably a title Almost like a retirement home for him. And he's absolutely smashed it there. True, true. The difference is um, Suarez didn't slow down for Barcelona. No, yeah, he was still In his last games, exactly, in his last games... He was still a, a top caliber player. Um, the difference is Aguero is suffering a lot. It's going to get better as his age is progressing. Yeah. So um, I think him going to a club such as Barcelona um, for him would be fantastic, but for the team, for for Barca, not not the right move. They no. need to future proof, if yeah. especially if they're going to lose Messi. Definitely, definitely. So we've touched on. Aguero now, the news of the week. That's our opinions on whether it should stay or whether it should go. We're going to move across now to the big games of the week. We'll start off in England in the Premier League and it's going to be an Arsenal v Spurs game. 10th place Arsenal take on 8th place Spurs. There's only there's a 5 point gap between them both so it's a big game for Arsenal to try and claw back to that top 8, top 6 position which I do think they are in reach for now. They've had a bit of form recently. Arsenal have won two in the last five. Spurs have won three in the last five. So both, let's say, can't jump myself there. Both are in fantastic form as in the last five games. But recently, the last game, Arsenal have won and obviously on a bit of a high horse there. So yeah, both teams have gone off the wins. Gareth Bale is back in form now. It's good to see. How do you two see it going? Um, I see it being a draw, to be honest with you. I think um, neither has been saying the world a lie as of late. I think Arsenal's certainly been looking more positive uh, until today's performance. Yeah. But Tottenham haven't been looking overly strong. They've been um, looking better recently, I will admit to it. 
they're looking, they're looking a lot better than they was the, the a month ago. The difficulty is, um, in their last five games against each other, Arsenal and Tottenham, uh, Tottenham have won three uh, and, and they've drawn two. Um, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham have won three of the five and, and they've drawn two. So it doesn't look well for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. However, will Jose, who historically has had fantastic success against Arsenal, will he, you know, come out with an attacking team or will he come out and think, you know what, we're going to sit back and defend yep. against the likes of a <laughs> quite a, a, a vibrant Arsenal He's not going to come, come out with an attacking team. This is Jose. Yeah. Well, he'd, exactly. he sit back until the... Oh, I'd love to it's see It's so him. annoying watching him play because he's it. got such amazing attackers in Son, Bale, Kane, even people like Lucas, who are absolute animals in front of goal, but yet he plays 12, man, 12 men behind the ball. Like, you, it's stupid the way he plays because if you play to the strengths of the players... You'd you'd get so many more goals playing with yeah. It's, it just annoys me watching him play football. Every team he's gone to is so. Really who's your prediction playing. then, Reese? Are you saying Arsenal? I'm going to say. I'm still going to say no. I'm still going to say Tottenham. Hmm. But it's just such a boring way of playing football. I boring one more. I think I I agree. I think it's such a boring game. I don't think any team are going to go out there and push. No. <sighs> I'd love to see it. It could be a fantastic game, but just have both teams will settle. I can't see it being exciting, and I'm going to predict a one-one, one-one draw. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, this. Um, is- I'm going to say one-nil Tottenham. One-nil Tottenham, are you? Yeah. yeah. Because they'll get an early goal and then sit back like they always do. They play. Well, it's two against one, so the box-to-box podcast prediction <laughs> is draw. Draw one-one. <laughs> So let's move on, stay in England, but move down to the Championship. The next big game of the week is Watford v Cardiff. Third place Watford take on eighth place Cardiff. Watford are on the same points as second place Brentford, so they could take, they could do with all the points they can get. Both teams are in good form. Watford have won four in the last five. Cardiff are unbeaten in the last five, only drawing one game. Both teams really do need... A win here. Obviously, Cardiff want to push that top six, get into the playoffs. Watford want to get to the top two, hopefully top one, but obviously Norwich are playing incredible. Uh, one thing I want to point out is Cardiff have got the fifth highest goal scorer in the league in Kaifer Moore, I think his name is. He's got 18 goal contributions in, no, yeah, 18 goal contributions in about 30 games, I think, so he's playing well. I want to go to Reese first on this one. Obviously, you're the Forest fan. Follow the championship a little bit more than me, Ben. How do you see this game going? Uh, well, after um, today uh, losing to Watford, um, I think Watford will take it. No, definitely, kidding. I think they're, they're such a solid team. They're a Premier League team. Yeah, they are definitely a Premier League team. Definitely, you see them out of the water. The only, yeah. It's like, yeah, Norwich are, are a solid side. Again, probably should be in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Brentford, they've just been carried by Ivan Tony. He has been an absolute animal. I think for every him. podcast I've made so far, we've mentioned Ivan Tony, and in great, it's great form as well because he's an absolutely incredible player. 
<laughs> he's insane. I think he's got like twenty five goals in it. In, uh, oh yeah, he's, yeah, he has. He's about twenty. He's got about three assists as well. He's about twenty goal contributions this season is incredible for him. Yeah, and he, he's been out uh, injured for the past five games or something. Like, look, he's just stupidly good. Yeah, I think if they don't, if Brentford don't have him, then they're they're just a solid championship side. But he's gonna get. I think he's took them to yeah, he gets raided. I think whether they go up or stay, I reckon he goes somewhere else, somewhere a bit bigger. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I see it the same. I think Watford are going to power through. I think they've got the momentum. They are in aspirations of top two. They can see it's in reach. I can see them going straight through Cardiff here. What do you say, Ben? Uh, I, I don't agree to be honest. Cardiff have been undefeated in eleven matches. Um, yeah, Watford goal scoring wise are doing really, really well. Obviously, second in the uh, in the championship. But I, I, again, I know it's a bit of a boring uh, pick, but I think Cardiff are looking very, very strong at the back. Um, not losing 11. I see it as another draw, to be honest. Another draw. I'm going to predict 2-1 Watford. I think they were going to really want to get these points. You're predicting what, Ben? I, I'm thinking 0-0. 0-0. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. Okay, great show. 0-0 nil, nil draw. Yeah. And Reese. 2-0 uh, Watford. 2-0 Watford. Okay. So again, it's a two against one here. We're saying that Watford are going to go for the win. So the Box to Box podcast predicts that the Watford are going to beat Cardiff. Moving over to France now. We're going to go to the Ligue 1. Monaco are playing Lille. A fourth place, fourth place Monaco take on third place Lille. There's a seven point gap between them. Lille need these three points more than any team. They're at the top of the table, but PSG are right down there next. They're catching up. And they've got a game against 19th place in Nantes. So they're probably going to cruise through that and get three points. So Lille really need to put a, go to a higher gear here and get the three points. Saying that though, Lille are unbeaten in the last five. Winning three, drawing two. Monaco only lost one. They've drew two and won two. So both are great quality teams. Bamba's been a massive part of Lille's team. He's been the highest creator with the highest assist in the league. So he's been a crucial part of creating the goals for the team. But Monaco just love to score, don't they? They've got two of the top goal scorers in the league, just behind Mbappe with Ben Yedder and Volland. They've both got 13 this season. In incredible form. Ben, how do you see this game going? Um, I think Lille are going to get the win. Um. You know they're they're top of their division at the minute, which when you're coming up against teams such as PSG and Lyon, um, it, it's it's a fantastic achievement where they are, uh, and if they can finish the the league at the top, um, then they should be very 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 proud of themselves. Two losses so far uh, out of twenty eight games played this season. Um, Monaco with seven losses, so uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a comfortable. Lil win to be honest. I'm I'm thinking three one uh, to Lil is my prediction. Not your favourite league, Aries, but what's your predictions and thoughts on this game? Uh, I think Monaco would do it. I think they're just outscoring. Like you say, Kevin Volland and Ben Yedder have been insane this season. Um, so yeah, and I can understand where Ben's coming from because Lil Lil is a good side, but they're not. 
they're nowhere near what PSG are. PSG, if they just need to turn it on with PSG, and then especially with Monaco as well, solid side. But yeah, I think I think they'll do it easily for me. So the score you're saying is three uh, 0 Monaco. Three 0 Monaco. Yeah. Jeez, <coughs> You've got the decider then. What a fucking shout. That, that's horrendous. I totally disagree. I think Lille have got this in the bag. Again, yeah. I think they're a great team. They've got some chemistry. Bamba's incredible. Renato Sanchez again, Renaissance. They've just got a class team. And I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a good game. It'll be a good one to watch. I'm going to predict 3 2 Lille. So again, we're saying that Lille are going to beat Monaco in the big game in France. Moving over to Spain now, we're going to go to the Liga. And the big game for this country is Sevilla versus Betis. Fourth play take on sixth. Both teams aren't really in contention, uh, but there's no other big games in the Liga this season. Both have won four and lost one in the past five. What's your last prediction on it? Um, Sevilla haven't lost to Real Betis in the last four meetings. Uh, three wins to Sevilla, one draw. Um, so, I know that the last couple of games have been losses to Sevilla. However, they've come up against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um Will that mean that they're going to come out with a chip on the shoulder? Or does it mean they're going to come out with uh, their heads dropped? Uh, Betis, three wins on the bounce, I think. Um, so, their heads are going to be high. Uh, it's going to be a good game, I think. Uh, okay. They've got a lot of uh, quality in both sides. But I do think Betis are uh, going to fall short and Sevilla, uh, Sevilla will... Um, come out with the win. Okay. I'm thinking a shallow 1-0 win to Sevilla. 1-0 win Sevilla. I want to get your points, Reese, before I jump in. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say one more than that. I'll say 2-0 Sevilla. They've got that N... I don't know how you say his name. Nessary. Yeah, very the month. I don't know how you say it, but he, he's on fire. He is. I think he's fifth top goal scorer in the league. Um, so yeah, they've got him. He's just basically carrying them. He being um, being mint for him. They've just got a solid team all round. It's not the greatest team, but like you said with Lille, if you've got the chemistry uh, and you've just got a solid team, then I think you'll do well. So yeah, I mean, for, just just think before you you come in again, Link. Just think of some of the players that Sevilla have got on the books: Luke De Jong, Suso, Lucas Ocampos. Uh, of course, Yusuf El Nezri is the um, uh, or El Neziri yeah. uh, is the player of the month. Uh, they've just signed Aliando Gomez. They've got Fernando. They've got Ivan Rakitic, Diego Carlos. They've got a very experienced um, team. Navas, uh, fantastic goalkeeper in Thomas uh, Vaklik. So. Um, and and a wonderful coach in Julian uh, Lepetegu. So I think it's 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 you forget how good that squad actually is. Yeah, it's a fantastic squad. But I am going to disagree with both of you, and for oh, one okay. reason and one reason only. I think Sevilla are going to put everything they've got into the Champions League game this in the same week. Obviously, they face Dortmund. That's fair, that's which, fair play. They play Dortmund, which we will talk about later yeah. on. 
But I reckon Sevilla are going to put everything they've got into this. They're going to have, going to have, going to, they're going to want to have full energy to make sure they can get a little bit further in the Champions League. I think they're losing three to an aggregate at the moment. But again, you've you state you state some of the players there. They've got some incredible, incredible players which can win this Dortmund team, which aren't having the best season. So I'm going to say it's going to be quite a stale game. I don't think Sevilla are going to play the strongest lineup. I'm going to say one-one. One one. That's fair enough. I think um as well, you're looking at Betis' squad. You know, Nabil Fakir is in there, uh Willem Carvalho. Mm-hmm. Uh, um they've got uh Christian Tello as well, obviously quite an experienced uh player that's never got up to the level where he's been expected to get, but he's always been fairly decent. Yeah, true, true. Um Alex and obviously, Yeah, of course. Uh, they've got the uh, the other fullback, um, the Brazilian uh, Emerson. Yes, he's, he's a very very talented young player. Uh, Claudio Bravo, experienced, proven winner uh, in goal, True. and obviously Manuel uh, Pellegrini as their coach. So, yeah, so be, I, I think, think it'll be quite an interesting game. Yeah, I can see it being quite an interesting game, like you've just said. But yeah, I can see it being a draw just for the pure reason that Sevilla are going to they're either going to be playing. A less, ex- uh, a less, yeah, uh, a weaker side, just to save the bigger players. Mm. Or I reckon they're not going to put everything out there. They're going to sit back a little bit, not push mm. it all out. I think they're going to grab a goal and maybe concede one. So yeah, I'm going to go one one. So that's with, with, well. With with that being said, uh, are you sticking with your prediction, Reese, of a severe win? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I still think it's it anyway. The box to box prediction for Sevilla versus Betis is a severe win. Severe win. So that sums up the Spanish big game of the week. Going to move over now to Italy, winning the Serie A. This is quite a big game regarding the title. Inter Milan take on Atlanta, first place against fourth. Inter in insane form. They've won the last five games in the season. But Atlanta are also unbeaten, winning four and only drawing one. Three places in the table uh, differentiate them, but there's a 10-point gap between them, so it's not like it's very close because Inter are just taking the lead by storm. They're, mm. they're at the top of that table and they're quite a few points ahead. I think it's I think this season is Inter Milan year. I think this year they actually are going to win it. They've been knocking on the door for the past few seasons. They've They've been so close, but they've always fall of the last hurdle. I think this year is their year and I can see them probably winning this game because like I said they're going to be wanting to push and get as many points as possible. How do you see it going Ben? Um, I think Atalanta have made a big loss in losing Alejandro Gomez to Sevilla. Um, one of their best players by far. Uh, now they've lost him I think they're going to regress. I think was it it wasn't just a an agreement on moving because he's ready to move. I think there was a bit of a disagreement with the board or something, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's not something I've followed that closely. But you look at the Atalanta squad, and it isn't a squad bursting with um, with quality. You know, their forwards are. They've got uh, Robin uh, Gosens, the German, yeah, uh, out on the left. Uh, you can bet he plays centre back as well. He does. 
Well, he does in Last FIFA, fight. yeah. <laughs> um, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he plays in <laughs> real life, but yeah, he has played at left back. He's. I'm sure he's put down as a left back. Yeah, he's quite a versatile down the left side. Yeah, it's, it's it's a, a, I think he's a, it's, it's, yeah, he's a midfield player, really. Yeah. But, um, left midfielder, but uh, up top they've got uh, Luis Muriel, who, when he's not injured, plays very, very well. Uh, and Josip uh, Ilicic, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Ilicic, uh, another talented forward as well. So, but I, I don't think they've got the quality to come out on top. To be honest with no. you, um, it's amazing though. You look at the top four uh, in Syria. You see uh, two losses for Inter, four losses for Milan, uh, for AC Milan, three losses for Juve, and four for Atalanta. Um, it's very, very uh, competitive at the minute. Oh, it's a, but Inter well, are just so, league. so strong. Yeah. yeah, they're so, so strong, Inter are, that uh, for me, definite Inter Milan win. And I'm going to say Inter Milan are going to win it by four goals to one. Really? A 4-1 prediction? Mm. How do you see the game going, Reese? Uh, uh Yeah, Inter will win it, I think. Uh, I don't think they've lost a game in the league in five or six, have they? Something like that. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku is in an absolute like twenty goals. Yeah, so is it the Manchester Manchester United flop who had, didn't have a first touch to save his life has now gone over to Syria. <laughs> he's slimmed down a bit and he's got eighteen goals. He's in second place in the scoring charts. He's got eight assists, which is the highest, the joint highest. So he's got twenty eight <laughs> goal involvements this season. Oh, it's just, it, 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 it's what United need. That's the annoying thing. This version of Lukaku is exactly what United need. But he was just a bigger, fatter, sluggish version of himself a few seasons ago. I don't know. Fair play to the lad. Do you blame, do you blame Jose Mourinho for that? Uh, it's got to be, it's got to be coaching wise because. Yes, because he plays football. Because it's got to be coaching wise because he's, 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 he's moved across. To a different side, and he's slimmed down a bit. His first touch has improved so much. He's he's been he's been he's been assisting as well. He's been producing as well as scoring. I mean, you just you to say that Lukaku couldn't pass or have a first touch save his life when he was playing for United, and now he's the top assister in Syria. I think it's got to be down to the coaching. I think the Inter Milan coaching team have got him, and they've built this team around him, and they've built it perfectly. And I reckon they're going to win this game three one. I'm just one behind. Ben's 4-1 prediction, but yeah, I think they're going to go out there and they're going to do, set an example. Do you think, then, by saying that, that Antonio Conte is a better coach than Jose Mourinho? I think that... Ooh. It's a big call to make. I think he's a better attacking coach than Jose Mourinho. <laughs> is what I said. Yeah. I don't think he's All a better right, well, coach well, well, is well, in is a football uh, coach or in the history of the game. But he's definitely a better attacking coach. So yeah, that's so we're sweet. saying uh, we're saying Inter Milan for the win. Then. Inter Milan for the win. So that summarizes the Italian games. We're going to move on to the last big game of the week regarding the countries, and we're going to go over to Germany now. We're going to touch on the Bundesliga, 
and it's Leipzig versus Frankfurt. Second place Leipzig take on fourth place Frankfurt. Eight points between them. Leipzig have only lost one of the past five games, I think. Frankfurt have won four, lost one. Anything can happen in the Bundesliga. It's a very hit and miss league regarding players and team performances. Leipzig are only two points off the top spot, obviously Bayern leading the table at the moment. They need all the points they can get, as we've mentioned a lot in this episode. But I think it's crucial. It's coming to the, the end of the season now. Teams have got to be pushing if they want to try and get a bit of silverware and make a statement on the league. But then again, Frankfurt, they have been in good form as of recent. They have turned to an actual decent side again. Andre Silva, one for Reese. Um, he's been in class form. He's been the player of the month in the Bundesliga. He's got 19 goals this season. We didn't actually realise that I looked at this up. That's second most behind Lewandowski, who's got 28. 28 goals for Lewandowski. I think, I think that's why they're going to win the in league. The, in the Serie A in the Bundesliga, I think you've got to take take players like Lewandowski and Cristiano Ronaldo out of the equation because these are just like... yeah. They're, they're like freaks of nature for scoring goals. Yeah, yeah I mean, Lewandowski was robbed of a Ballon d'Or. Absolutely oh, robbed. Oh, yeah. This year again. Yeah, you should hope so. Especially with 28 goals in the Bundesliga. It's, it's incredible. It's in absolute <laughs> lightning form. And I reckon, I still think Bayern are going to win the league. I think, like we mentioned last week, that they are champions of the world. They're not the looking they played for 23 games. Yeah, they're just, it's incredible. And he's, he's an absolute animal. But my prediction is, ooh, it's a tough one because of just the attacking presence of Frankfurt, like Kostic off the left. They've got back Luka Jovic, who I think is a cracking signing, just because he just fit their system so well and he has been so poor at Real. It was a, it was sad to see him go. Like he was incredible for Frankfurt, and then he's just been left out and pushed out of the Real Madrid squad, not fitting in perfectly. So it's good to see him back in the team. But I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-3 draw, personally. I would say Leipzig uh, need to come back midweek against Liverpool because, obviously, we're going to talk about it later on, but the uh, Champions League fixture, yeah. they're, they're playing Liverpool again. Now, in the last match, they lost 2-0 at home. Leipzig did to Liverpool, mm-hmm. um, so I think they they're gonna need to put everything into that match, try and capitalize on Liverpool's poor form. So I think the following game at the weekend, which will be this one against Frankfurt, they're gonna have to field a weakened team. They're gonna have to rotate, yeah. and I think Frankfurt are gonna win, um, not too comfortably because Leipzig are obviously a fantastic team. They've won the last three matches, yeah. but don't forget. Frankfurt just beat um, Bayern Munich not that long ago. Very true. Um, and also, in the last three meetings against Leipzig, Frankfurt have won two of them and drawn the other. So, I think it's going to be another Frankfurt win. Um, and I see it being a 3-2 win three, two. to Frankfurt. How do you see it going, Reese? Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, yeah, like Ben says, they're coming up out of Liverpool where they're going to put everyone on that they possibly can. And uh, Frankfurt are a very like creative team. You know, I think they've got uh, that 
Daichi Kamada, who's a good little playmaker for him, sitting behind that Andre Silva. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's a solid team, with, especially with Kostic, who's a, who's a very good player. Um, and I think they'll create enough chances to, to break them down, especially with a weakened Red Bull team. Yeah. Um, I, I know they're, they're a good team as a starting eleven, but I'd, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if they've got much depth. Um, Not, I wouldn't yeah. say they've got much uh, top of the Bundesliga depth quality team. I could buy Munich for example. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think Frankfurt will do it. Same score as well. Three two. Yeah, three two Frankfurt. Fair play. So that sums up the big games in the domestic leagues. We're going to move over now to a special on this episode as the Champions League is taking place this week. A little Champions League special on the weekly roundup. So let's start with the first game, which is Juventus versus Porto. Porto are going into this game with a 2-1 aggregate, which is quite phenomenal to say the team that Juventus are playing. How do you see the game going, Ben? Um... I think Juve are probably going to come back, to be honest. Um, will they be able to score enough goals to flip the aggregate? I'm not sure. Um, I think Juve are certainly the bookies' choice mm-hmm. to uh, win the match. Um, if we're talking about who's going to go through, I'm, I'm, I don't know who's going to win the match. I think it's going to be Juve. They're just too strong. They were they had a triple. Uh, they slipped up last time and and lost against Porto. Porto, however, in the league, their last couple of games they drew against Sporting uh, and they lost against um, Braga. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I, I think you are going to be quite one. And I put my decision while I was talking about this as to who is actually going to win. I think it's going to be Juve. In fact, I'm going to make a bold prediction and I'm going to say Juventus, who aren't where they need to be in the league, need to focus on the Champions League, need to come back uh, fighting and swinging against Porto to get forward. Andrea Pirlo's men are going to come out and win this match 5-0. Jesus. That is a big, big prediction. I do agree with you in terms of I think Juventus are going to go out there and they're going to make a mockery of Porto. Show them more than one. I think it's going to be a 3-0 win to Juventus. I'm going to predict here, bold statement, Ronaldo Hatrick. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a Champions League. Certainly, I think, I think certainly a brace at the very least. Yeah. One of them, Hatrick, one of them may be a penalty, but I see him going to be a Hatrick. Reese, how do you see the game going, mate? Yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, I don't think the aggregate will bother you, though. Uh, yeah, I think they'll take it as a new game. Look at the team. Yeah. yeah, look at the team. They come out and play their football. Aggregate's going to be washed out, washed away instantly. Admittedly, they are at home, so maybe that could help. But then again, they got to score a bit more. Um. I don't know though, because without fans being in the stadium, home advantage does being at home nothing. matter? Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? Because I don't think it does as much anymore. 
I, mean, I, think, that, I think it still does with travel, the, the staff around you, um, you know, uh, being in your own kind of having your own facilities, things like that. It does, it does make a difference. I think it makes a bigger difference when you're playing a Champions League game. Than, say if it was just a Premier League game, you're still in England, there's not much travelling to do. It doesn't really make a massive yeah, yeah, difference. Yeah. Whereas when, you, when you're travelling overseas. overseas, then again, though, is it going to be... Is it played at a different location because of COVID and stuff? Like some of the games have been recently. Um, yeah, that was backwards, that was. I've seen some of it and it was like... Um, some some teams can't play in Spain because of restrictions that Spain have put on their countries. Yet other countries can play in Spain, but Spanish countries can't play in other. They've absolutely. I don't know what they're doing with these restrictions on playing games in different countries. Like, why can't you just play? What, it what I don't see is it, they put them in, and it says like to limit to limit like people coming in and out of the country. We're going to do this, so they're going to go to a third country. So you've got yeah. Sevilla and Dortmund. So you've got Spain and Germany. And they're like, yeah, we can't play there. But Italy are like, come play for us. So that includes a third country, which they're now all mixing together. Which is just, it's just exactly. stupid anyway. It's not like they see loads of people, is it? No. They get off the plane on a bus to the ground, back on the bus to the plane, back home. Yeah. It's not like you're seeing 30,000, 40,000 people in a, in, a, in a ground. I know. Yeah, yeah. Make massive the, uh, <clears throat> the match is um, at the Allianz oh, Stadium, it? so it's Juve's uh, ah, yeah. home game. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair I know they did change it for some of them yeah. in, the, uh, mm-hmm. in the earlier rounds. Yeah. So I'm saying a 3 0, Ben's saying a 5 0. Reese, are you going to knock it off with another ball prediction? Uh, no, I'll stick with 3 0 here. 3 0. I think Ronaldo, Ronaldo will get one by ball, I might. And uh, that young Swedish lad, what's his name? Oh, uh, Kulianski or whatever his name Kulizesky. is. Yeah. I hope, I hope they stop playing him more. Yeah, I, I think he's a class yeah. player. I've seen him. I've seen him play a few times, and uh, he is um, he's, he's a good player on the ball. And again, they got they got Morata as well. Uh, he's a good player. He's been in good form. Solid player. I mean, he's not as good as Ronaldo. We're not talking world class level, but you know, form this uh, season. Solid player on the side, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely. So that's our predictions for the Juventus Porto game. Moving over now to the Dortmund Sevilla game. Dortmund going to this game with a three-two aggregate was quite a good game to watch. To be fair, how do you see the game going, Ben? Dortmund all day. They've won the last four matches. Um, whereas Sevilla have come off, like we said earlier, two losses. Um, it's going to be played in, in Dortmund. Uh, the, the, it, that's got to be their focus, Dortmund. Uh, it's got to be the Champions League. I agree. Uh, they're not going to be winning. They're not going to be winning the uh, Bundesliga. So I, I think they've got far too much quality to uh, lose to Sevilla. I agree. I'm going to say it's going to be not a, not a runaway win by any means because I think Sevilla are going to put all their efforts into this match as well. But um, I think 2-1 to Dortmund. I would agree with that as well. 2-1 Dortmund. What do you say, uh, Reese? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I want to know your guys' thoughts on do you think 
Dortmund have the quality to win the Champions League? No. No. I think not, I don't think you've got the quality not, to win the whole thing. No, not when you've still got Barcelona, uh even though the form Liverpool, PSG, Real Madrid, I Man mean, City. Yeah. I don't I think Dortmund To me the biggest the biggest stop for Dortmund is Munich and PSG. Yeah. I think they're the the hardest teams for Dortmund to play. Like you say, Liverpool's form's been off. I think if if they don't get players start getting the big players back soon, I don't think they've got much of a chance. Barcelona this season oh, haven't Yeah. So like I I don't think Dortmund have got the quality as such right now. To do it, I think two years time if they keep the players that they've got, two they've or three got years. Fantastic young players. They've got exactly. an incredible Sancho, team. Harlan, I don't Jude think Bellinier. I don't think the teams at the quality overall. Like the defense has been shaky this season, very very shaky. Still, they are suffering with injuries though. I mean, uh, Guerrero, Schmelzer, and Akanji, I think, are all out injured. Yeah. So. so. Uh, and, and they're also missing Axel Witzel. Time, yeah. I think in a few years' time, that Dortmund team, if they keep the players that they've got they and they don't get poached... They will get... That's Dortmund's philosophy. They grow a player, sell him on. <laughs> yeah, Haaland's yeah. got to go in the summer to uh, Man City. Real Madrid, if they've got the money for it. Sanjay will probably leave as well. And Jude Bellingham's still got three, four years, so he's going to be at the level of them too. This is what I'm saying. If they keep, if, if they, they keep, keep the players, team, it's phenomenal. That is a Champions winning league team in three, four years. Yeah, I agree. And I reckon, Easily. I reckon that one of them will be winning a Champions League actually, in the next three years. The thing is, yes, they've got some great young players. Julian Brandt's another one. Um, but even if they keep all these great young players, one of the pivotal points of that team is Marco Royce. Well, in three or four years, he's gone. He, he's, he's not going to be, be at that level. You know, he's going to be old. He might even be retired. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think Dortmund, I don't think it's going to happen. No. I hope it does, because I do like Dortmund. But, I like, yeah, yeah, I like the... I like the fantastic the, club with... Yeah, I like the club. Uh, the fans are good. They create, create, they create some fantastic players, but no. I don't see them getting further in the next round. Which moves on to our next game. PSG Barca. PSG whitewash Barca in the first round. Kylian Mbappe grabbing a hat trick. How do you see the game going, Ben? Do PSG. Barca have what it takes to bring it back? No, no, I'm sorry, they just don't. No, they don't. I agree. Um, what was the score in the last one? Four-one PSG. Yeah, four-one. Um, yeah, it's it's PSG are just way too strong for a shaky Barcelona at the moment. Uh, I don't think it's going to be another huge scoreline again. I, th- I see it being... Um, I'm going to go with another 2-1, to be honest. I think uh, 2-1 to PSG. Um, Barcelona, I've got some momentum going into the game. Uh, three wins on the bounce. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be comfortably the uh, PSG with a two-one. Yeah, I think P- PSG have also got 
four away goals. So it's going to take some oomph for uh, the Barca to get back into it. I don't see the quality of Barca at a current stage being able to fight against it. Messi's not got what it takes. I think Mbappe's going to be the king of this game. But I don't see him going out and winning 4-1 again. I think they're going to play a bit more bit more laid back. They're going to win. I could see him winning. Or maybe even drawing, to be fair. Because they've got that such a big lead. But uh, I want to go with my gut. I want to say 3-2 PSG. Ooh, I think... Uh... I think PSG will win it, but I think I don't think Barca have got a, got a chance in this. No. I love Messi and I love Barcelona, but to me this season they have dropped off massively. Everyone's in prison. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think they've got. What it takes to do anything yeah. to PSG. PSG have been playing some amazing football as well. He's so fast paced and like free flowing. He's Good to see Moise Keane playing well from, as well. From a French league. Yeah. Yeah. Young player who's been there, been bossing it up as well. But I don't think they've got nowhere near enough oomph this year to take on PSG. So yeah, yeah, I think PSG uh, win. PSG three now. Win the league, win the league. Fair enough. What was your prediction again, Ben? Uh, it was PSG two one. Two one PSG. So going on to the final game of the Champions League this week, it is Liverpool v Leipzig. Somehow Liverpool have got into this with a two 0 aggregate. They are looking poor. They had a they had a one off in this game. I think they look they look good against Leipzig. They look like oh wow this team's back again. But they've gone back to the Premier League and it's been woeful. I do think that obviously injuries are a massive issue with them. I'm not taking anything away from that. I think they know they can't win the league. They're going to want to get top four. I think they're going to want to put everything into the Champions League. But again, I think that two nine is going to be big for them. I just I, I, when I watched Leipzig the other day, it was. They played some faster football, but they didn't play a target man. And I don't know if that was, it was probably a tactic on their behalf. I don't think it paid off. If they change the tactics and have a vocal point of the attack, a, a Paulson or someone who actually has got a bit of presence up front, a bit bigger, I think they could bring it back. But I think it's going to be 2 2. I think it's going to be no, I think it's going to be 2 0 Leipzig. I think it'll go to extra time. And I think Liverpool might take it extra time. I think with Liverpool having the aggregate that they've got, I think they will go through, to be honest. However, I, I think they'll lose the game. I think it's going to be 1 0 Leipzig. Yeah, great shot. Um, they are, like, like we've already said, are missing some key players. Uh, Sabitzer out injured. Um, they've got uh, uh, Lamer, the uh, Austrian yeah. defensive midfielder. He's out injured. Bosloy out injured, so um, you know that they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on um, the likes of Justin Cliver and, and Yusuf Paulson. Uh, I think they'll get the win. I think I see it being from like a set piece or something, like a a, a headed goal from uh, Meccano, maybe. Yeah. But um, yeah, I. I I don't think they will go through ahead of Liverpool. I think that's a great um, shot. I mean, it, 
it is yeah it is worrying though for for if you are a Liverpool fan I mean it's it's fantastic for everybody else because you know if you, unless you are a Liverpool fan you know everyone hates Liverpool yep. um because they are awful such an awful fan base um, I hate every single one <laughs> <laughs> Jesus yeah. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I I think um that don't be wrong, Liverpool will bounce back at some point next year. You know, they've got too much quality. They've got a fantastic coach as well. Yeah. When Virgil van Dijk comes back, it will make a massive difference. But uh, for now, they are poor. Um, I think they'll continue to look poor and shaky and unsteady until the end of the season. Leipzig, 1-0, but Liverpool will go through, in my opinion. I see, yeah, I agree. I think Leipzig are going to uh, get knocked out. I think Liverpool are going to go through. But I think whichever team faces Liverpool next, there's a lot of big boys left. Every team out there are going to be playing some umph. I think they're going to get through this round with sort of aggregate. I think they're going to get they're going to get played with in the next round. They're going to get absolutely torn apart, personally. But I want to see your prediction on this game, Reese. What is it, mate? I think Liverpool will go through, same as Ben, but I don't think they They can't play well. They're not playing well at all. No. It's shocking football to watch. I mean, Rudiger, who's, yeah, he's a solid centre-back, but he's not one at best in the world. It put um, Salah and Mane in, in his pocket, pocket the other night. It was insane to watch two, two world-class forwards who were last year so the best two the forwards world, in yeah. the world, arguably. Yeah, probably. Um, just put to nothing by Germany's, yeah, Germany's <laughs> second-rate centre-back who's playing for Chelsea. Like, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not that good. No, he's not. he's not. But yeah, I think I think they've got to win it. And like, but like you say, I think they'll get absolutely bummed in the next round. Yeah. No way can they compete with. Bayern Munich and PSG, even Barcelona. Barcelona are having a, in Barcelona terms, having a crap season. Even they smash them yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. Barcelona aren't getting through, though, are they? No, I don't think they've got it. So, prediction <laughs> that Liverpool, uh, Liverpool are going to make it through? L- yeah. Liverpool make it through, but I think they'll lose the game. Yeah, fair play. So that is the summary of the Champions League game next week. I want to get to the final segment of the episode, the quick fire predictions for the Premier League. I want to ask, I want to say the, the game first, sorry. I want your answer first, Ben, and then Reese after. Is that all right? Okay. Fantastic. Okay, so we're going to go into mm-hmm. it straight away with Chelsea Everton. Chelsea. What's your score? <laughs> Oh, bloody hell. 3-1. No, 3-2. 3-2. on Chelsea. West Ham Leeds. Uh, Leeds, 1-0. I think they're going to surprise them. 2-0 uh, no West Ham. Man City versus Southampton. Man City, 3-0. Man City, 4-0. Newcastle versus Aston Villa. Uh, one all draw. Uh, I'm going to back Newcastle on this one. One nil, Newcastle. 
<laughs> Shut up, Taylor. Though. Um, Leeds yeah. v Chelsea. <laughs> Uh, what was that one? Sorry, uh, Leeds v Chelsea. Um, Chelsea, two nil. Yeah, two nil Chelsea. Palace versus West Brom. Crystal Palace one nil. Uh, Palace two nil. Everton versus Burnley. Everton. Actually, no. One all. One one. Three one Everton. Oh, big shout! Fulham, Man City. Man City. Uh, five one. Uh, three nil City. Southampton versus Brighton. Southampton two one. Uh, one all. Leicester versus Sheffield United. One all. Just because uh, Leicester two nil. One we touched on earlier: Arsenal v Spurs. Uh, draw one all. Uh, I'm going to say um, one nil Spurs because I think that's what I said for the first time. I think one. it was a bit more and can David Moyes get his revenge? It's Man United versus West Ham. No. Man United 1 0. Uh, I'm going to back West Ham here. I'm going to say 1 0 West Ham. Don't blame me to be fair. Moyes is coming uh, back. <laughs> Lingard's going to bump you. I hope Lingard bags a hat trick just to rub it in our face. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> And celebrates as well. Proper celebrate. His little fucking Is, Jay Lings and where's his little the game played? And, uh, it's at United. It's Old Trafford. Oh, it's Old Trafford. Yeah, he needs to... Uh, man, there's no fans in the stand anyway, but... Yeah. <laughs> he needs to go and like sit on the barrier of the, uh, the Alex Ferguson stand or something. <laughs> but yeah, this has been some, there's been some big predictions this episode. Uh, I want to thank you both for coming on. You're very welcome. Pleasure to be on. Uh, so yeah, that is the weekly roundup for the week commencing the 8th of March. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you very soon. Bye.